0: Today is January the 10th. Today, Isaac finds a date at the family reunion. As we read through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Genesis chapters 23 to 26. Before you do, though, let me just comment on what you're going to find. In Genesis 23, we have the story of Sarah's death and burial, a very interesting story in how Abraham acquired the tomb in which Sarah and later he himself were placed in chapter twenty four now that uh, Sarah has died, Abraham realizes that he has to find a wife for his son Isaac, so he sends his servant to look for a uh, a wife for Isaac, and he sends him to look for that wife among his own family. In essence, he goes to the family reunion to find a date for his son. And uh, Eliezer does go and ends up bringing back Rebecca. Um, Isaac married his cousin. She's about a third cousin but uh, she's still a cousin, that sounds so strange to us. But I checked, and even today, about 10% of the world's marriages are among cousins, third or fourth cousins usually, but sometimes even closer than that. Even uh, such famous people as Albert Einstein was married to his cousin. Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It just seems so foreign to us. It wasn't to them. Uh, Abraham dies in chapter 25, and then uh, we have the birth of Jacob and Esau. Now, if you remember chapter 25, verse 19, this is the account of the family of Isaac. This is the book of the genealogy of Isaac. And what we have next is the story of Jacob. In that story, we see how Jacob and Esau were twins. Esau was born first. His name, uh, Esau, means Harry. Jacob was born second. He came out of the womb, grabbing onto his brother's heel. He was named Jacob, which means heel, and it means the deceiver. And immediately, at the end of chapter 25, Uh, Jacob deceives Esau and uh, buys his birthright for a bowl of stew. Chapter 26, Isaac, just as his father Abraham had done, deceives Abimelech with regard to his wife and ends up making a covenant with Abimelech just as his father Abraham did. Indeed, they are fallen people. Genesis 23-26 to 26. Genesis 23, New Living Translation When Sarah was 127 years old, she died at Kiriath Arba, now called Hebron, in the land of Canaan. There Abraham mourned and wept for her. Then, leaving her body, he said to the Hittite elders, Here I am, a stranger and a foreigner among you. Please sell me a piece of land so I can give my wife a proper burial. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Listen, my lord, you're an honored prince among us. Choose the finest of our tombs and bury her there. No one here will refuse to help you in this way. Abraham bowed low before the Hittites and said, Since you're willing to help me in this way, be so kind as to ask Ephron, son of Zohar, "'to let me buy his cave at Machpelah down at the end of his field. "'I'll pay the full price in the presence of witnesses, "'so I'll have a a permanent burial place for my family.' "'Ephron was sitting there among the elders. "'He answered Abraham as the others listened, "'speaking publicly before the Hittite elders of the town. "'No, my lord,' he said to Abraham, "'please listen to me. "'I'll give you the field in the cave "'here in the presence of my people. "'I give it to you. "'Go and bury your dead.' Abraham again bowed low before the citizens of the land. He replied to Ephron as everyone listened, "'No, listen to me. I'll buy it from you. "'Let me pay the full price for the field "'so I can bury my dead there.' Ephron answered Abraham, "'My Lord, please listen to me. "'The land is worth 400 pieces of silver, "'but what's that between friends? "'Go ahead and bury your dead.' So Abraham agreed to Ephron's price." and paid the amount he'd suggested, 400 pieces of silver, weighed according to the market standard. The Hittite elders witnessed the transaction. So Abraham bought the plot of land belonging to Ephron at Machpelah near Mamre. This included the field itself, the cave that was in it, and all the surrounding trees. It was transferred to Abraham as his permanent possession in the presence of the Hittite elders at the city gate. Then Abraham buried his wife, Sarah, there in Canaan, in the cave of Machpelah, near Mamre, also called Hebron. So the field and the cave were transferred from the Hittites to Abraham for use as a permanent burial place. Genesis 24. Abraham was now a very old man, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. One day Abraham said to his oldest servant, the man in charge of his household, Take an oath by putting your hand under my thigh. Swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women. Go instead to my homeland, to my relatives, and find a wife there for my son Isaac. The servant asked, but what if I can't find a young woman who's willing to travel so far from home? Should I then take Isaac there to live among your relatives in the land you came from? No, Abraham responded. Be careful never to take my son there, for the Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and my native land, solemnly promised to give this land to my descendants. He will send his angel ahead of you. He will see to it that you find a wife there for my son. If she's unwilling to come back with you, then you're free from this oath of mine. But under no circumstances are you to take my son there. So the servant took an oath by putting his hand under the thigh of his master, Abraham. He swore to follow Abraham's instructions. Then he loaded ten of Abraham's camels with all kinds of expensive gifts from his master. And he traveled to distant Aram Naharaim. He went to the town where Abraham's brother Nahor had settled. He made the camels kneel beside a well just outside the town. It was evening, and the women were coming out to draw water. Oh, Lord God of my master Abraham, he prayed, please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master Abraham. See, I'm standing here beside this spring, and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. This is my request. I'll ask one of of them, please give me a drink from your jug. If she says, yes, have a drink, and I'll water your camels too, let her be the one you've selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you have shown unfailing love to my master. Before he had finished praying, he saw a young woman named Rebekah coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, who was the son of Abraham's brother Nahor and his wife Milcah. Rebecca was very beautiful and old enough to be married, but she was still a virgin. She went down to a spring, filled her jug, and came up again Running over to her, the servant said, "'Please give me a little drink of water from your jug.' "'Yes, my lord,' she answered, "'have a drink.' She quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink. When she had given him a drink, she said, "'I'll draw water for your camels too until they've had enough to drink.' So she quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw water for all the camels." The servant watched her in silence, wondering whether or not the Lord had given him success in his mission. Then at last, when the camels had finished drinking, he took out a gold ring for her nose and two large gold bracelets for her wrists. "'Whose daughter are you?' he asked. "'Please tell me. Would your father have any room to put us up for the night?' "'I'm the daughter of Bethuel,' she replied. "'My grandparents are Nahor and Milcah. "'Yes.' We'll have plenty of straw and feed for the camels. We have room for guests. The man bowed low and worshiped the Lord. Praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, he said. The Lord has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master, for he's led me straight to my master's relatives. The young woman ran home to tell her family everything that had happened. Now Rebecca had a brother named Laban, who ran out to meet the men at the spring He'd seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrists. He heard Rebecca tell what the man had said. So he rushed out to the spring where the man was still standing beside his camels. Laban said to him, "'Come and stay with us, you who are blessed by the Lord. Why are you standing here outside the town, when I have a room all ready for you and a place prepared for the camels?' So the man went home with Laman and Laban, unloaded the camels, gave them straw for their bedding, and fed them, provided water for the man and the camel drivers to wash their feet. The food was served, but Abraham's servant said, I don't want to eat until I've told you why I've come. All right, Laban said, Tell us. I am Abraham's servant, he explained, and the Lord has greatly blessed my master. He's become a wealthy man. The Lord has given him flocks of sheep and goats. "'herds of cattle, of fortune in silver and gold, "'and many male and female servants, camels and donkeys. "'When Sarah, my master's wife, was very old, "'she gave birth to my master's son. "'My master has given him everything he owns, "'and my master made me take an oath. "'He said, don't allow my son to marry "'one of these local Canaanite women. "'Instead, go to my father's house to my relatives. "'Find a wife there for my son.' But I said to my master, what if I can't find a young woman who's willing to go back with me? He responded, the Lord in whose presence I have lived will send his angel with you and will make your mission successful. Yes, you must find a son for my, a wife for my son from among my relatives, from my father's family. Then you will have fulfilled your obligation. But if you go to my relatives and they refuse to let her go with you, you'll be free from my oath. So today, when I came to the spring, I prayed this prayer. "O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please give me success on this mission. See, I'm standing here beside this spring. This is my request. When a young woman comes to draw water, I'll say to her, please give me a little drink of water from your jug. If she says, yes, have a drink and I'll draw draw water for your camels too. Let her be the one you've selected to be the wife of my master's son. Before I'd finished praying in my heart, I saw Rebecca coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water, and I said to her, "'Please give me a drink.' She quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and said, "'Yes, have a drink, and I'll water your camels too.' So I drank, and then she watered the camels. "'Then I asked, "'Whose daughter are you?' She replied, "'I'm the daughter of Bethuel. "'My grandparents are Nahor and Milcah. I put the ring on her nose.' "'and the bracelets on her wrist. "'Then I bowed low and worshiped the Lord. "'I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, "'because he had led me straight to my master's niece "'to be his son's wife. "'So tell me, will you or won't you show "'unfailing love and faithfulness to my master? "'Please tell me yes or no, "'and then I'll know what to do next.' "'Laban and Bethuel replied, "'The Lord has obviously brought you here. "'There's nothing we can say.' Here's Rebekah, take her and go. Let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. When Abraham's servant heard their answer, he bowed down to the ground and he worshiped the Lord. Then he brought out silver and gold jewelry and clothing, presented them to Rebekah. He also gave expensive presents to her brother and mother. Then they ate their meal, and the servant and the men with him stayed there overnight, But early the next morning, Abraham's servant said, send me back to my master. But we want Rebecca to stay with us at least 10 days, her brother and mother said. Then she shall go. But he said, don't delay me. The Lord has made my mission successful. Now send me back so I can return to my master. Well, they said, we'll call Rebecca and ask her what she wants. They called Rebecca. Are you willing to go with the man? They asked her. She replied, yes, I will go. So they said goodbye to Rebecca and sent her away with Abraham's servant and his men. The woman who had been Rebecca's childhood nurse went along with her. They gave her this blessing as she parted. Our sister, may you become the mother of many millions. May your descendants be strong and conquer the cities of their enemies. Then Rebecca and the servant girls mounted the camels and followed the man. Abraham's servant took Rebecca. And went on his way. Meanwhile, Isaac, whose home was in the Negev, had returned from Berlahai Roy. One evening, as he was walking and meditating in the fields, he looked up and he saw the camels coming. When Rebecca looked up and saw Isaac, she quickly dismounted from her camel. Who's that man walking through the field to meet us? She asked the servant. He replied, It is my master. So Rebecca covered her face with her veil, and the servant told Isaac, everything he had done. Isaac brought Rebecca into his mother Sarah's tent, and she became his wife. He loved her deeply, and she was a special comfort to him after the death of his mother. Chapter 25 Abraham married another wife whose name was Keturah. She gave birth to Zimram, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. Dedan's descendants were the Asherites, Letushites, and Leomites. Midian's sons were Ephah, Ephr, Hanak, Abida, and Elda. These were all descendants of Abraham through Keturah. Abraham gave everything he owned to his son Isaac, but before he died, he gave gifts to the sons of his concubines and sent them off to a land in the east, away from Isaac. Abraham lived for a 175 years, and he died at a ripe old age, having lived a long and satisfying life. He breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah near Mamre in the field of Ephron, son of Zohar the Hittite. This was the field Abraham had purchased from the Hittites, where he had buried his wife Sarah. After Abraham's death, God blessed his son Isaac, who settled near Berlachairoi in the Negev. This is the account of the family of Ishmael, the son of Abraham through Hagar, Sarah's Egyptian servant. Here's a list by their names and clans of Ishmael's descendants. The oldest was Nebaioth, followed by Kedar, Adbeel, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tima, Jetur, Naphish, and Kedermah. These 12 sons of Ishmael became the founders of 12 tribes named after them, listed according to the places they settled and camped. Ishmael lived for a 137 years. Then he breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. Ishmael's descendants occupied the region from Havilah to Shur, which is east of Egypt in the direction of Ashur. There they lived in open hostility toward all their relatives. This is the account of the family of Isaac, the son of Abraham. When Isaac was 40 years old, he married Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel the Aramean, from Paranaram and his sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife because she wasn't able to have children. The Lord answered Isaac's prayer, and Rebekah became pregnant with twins. But the two children struggled with each other in that womb. So the, she went to ask the Lord about it. Why is this happening to me, she asked. The Lord told her, your son's in your womb, will become two nations. From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. One nation will be stronger than the other. Your older son son, will serve the younger son. When the time came to give birth, Rebecca discovered that she did indeed have twins. The first one was very red at birth, covered with thick hair like a fur coat. So they named him Esau. Then the other twin was born with his hand grasping Esau's heel. So they named him Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when the twins were born. As the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman, but Jacob had a quiet temperament, preferring to stay at home. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game Esau brought home, but Rebekah loved Jacob. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. That's how Esau got his other name, Edom, which means red. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, First, you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meat, got up, and left. He showed contempt. For his rights as the firstborn. Genesis 26. A severe famine now struck the land and it has happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved to Gerar, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. The Lord appears to Isaac and said, "'Don't go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I'll be with you and bless you. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants.' just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father. I'll cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky. I'll give them all these lands. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I'll do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commandments, decrees, and instructions. So Abraham stayed in Gerar. When the man who lived there asked Isaac about his wife, Rebekah, he said, "'She's my sister.' He was afraid to say she's my wife. He thought they'll kill me to get her because she's so beautiful. Sometime later, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out his window and saw Isaac caressing Rebekah. Immediately, Abimelech called for Isaac and exclaimed, "'She's obviously your wife. Why did you say she's my sister?' because I was afraid someone would kill me to get her from me, Isaac replied. How could you do this to us, Abimelech explained. One of my people might easily have taken your wife and slept with her, and you would have made us guilty of great sin. Then Abimelech issued a public proclamation. Anyone who touches this man or his wife will be put to death. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, for the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man, and his wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, servants that the Philistines had become jealous of him. So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of his father Abraham. Finally, Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. Go somewhere else, he said, for you become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away to the Gerar Valley, where he set up tents and settled down. He reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given them. Isaac's servants also dug in the Gerar Valley and discovered a well of fresh water, but then the servants from Gerard came and claimed the spring. This is our water, they said. And they argued over it with Isaac's herdsmen. So Isaac named the well Essek, which means argument. Isaac's men then dug another well. But again, there was a dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. Abandoning that one, Isaac moved on and dug another well. This time there was no dispute over it. So Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space, for he said, At last, the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. From there, Isaac moved to Beersheba, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. I'm the God of your father, Abraham, he said. Don't be afraid, for I'm with you and will bless you. I'll multiply your descendants. They'll become a great nation. I'll do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Then Isaac built an altar there and worshiped the Lord. He set up his camp at that place, and his servants dug another well. One day Abimelech came from Gerar with his advisor Ahuzath, and also Phicol, his army commander. Why have you come here, Isaac asked. You obviously hate me since you kicked me off your land. They replied, We can plainly see that the Lord is with you. We want you to enter into a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. Swear that you will not harm us, just as we have never troubled you. We have always treated you well. We sent you away from us in peace. Now look how the Lord has blessed you. So Isaac prepared a covenant feast to celebrate the treaty. They ate and drank together. Early the next morning... They each took a solemn oath not to interfere with the other. Then Isaac sent them home again, and they left him in peace. That very day, Isaac's servants came and told him about a new well they had drugged. We found water, they exclaimed. So Isaac named the well Sheba, which means oath. To this day, the town that grew up there is called Beersheba, which means the well of the oath. At the age of 40, Esau married two Hittite wives, Judith, son of Beri, and Basimath, the daughter of Elon. But Esau's wife made life miserable for Isaac and Rebekah. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we see that the covenant passes to Jacob.